You had better believe I'm coming at you today with some Pinocchio. Woo! I'm doing a book review on Pinocchio. That is indeed correct. Why am I doing it on Pinocchio? Well, I thought, you know what? It's about time I did something a little bit different with the book reviews. And so here we have it. Here we are. We're going through Pinocchio. So this book was written actually, and here's a little fun fact because I doubt anyone knows the author's name. What is it? Carlo Collodi. Collodi? I'm definitely saying it wrong. So it's probably like Carlo, Carlo Collodi. Uh, and the book was initially published as a series. So it wasn't actually a book at first. It was a, a publication in a, a sort of like a daily periodical, a journal uh, from 1881 to 1882, 1883, around that time period called The Story of a Puppet, funnily enough. Uh, and it was later published as a full book in 1883. Interestingly enough, this was actually one of the first children's books ever produced. And I'm guessing it was because in that era, children were sort of just learning how to read, the printing press was just getting going and, and whatnot. So uh, there, there were, wasn't really books made specifically for children. And so this was actually one of the first ones, which as you would expect from the time, is actually pretty dark and <laughs> has some not so nice things in it, but it also, you know, involves things that children will be interested in, like a puppet, like the, you know, turning into donkeys and magic spells and things like that. So uh, the book was originally finished in chapter 15, and I'm just going to try and quickly go to that here. And this is what you can see. I'm not sure if you'll see it that well in the video. And if you're just listening, I'll describe it to you. Basically, the book ends with Pinocchio getting robbed of his, almost robbed of his money, hung from a tree and dying, pretty much. So, as, as usual, it's one of those classic things where back in the olden days, it was normal for something to end on a sad note. And then that was the tragedy. It was called a tragedy. Um, and a comedy would be not something that is funny, but something that is, is tragic and has a bad ending, but then lifts up again into a, a higher plane of being. So originally written as a tragedy nowadays, he, uh, well, afterwards he was asked to continue uh, writing. And so he added an extra, I think there's 36 chapters in total. So an extra 21 chapters uh, onto the, onto the book. So what are some of the themes of Pinocchio? And you'd expect like, you know, it's a children's book, so it might have some some like nice little lessons here and there, but uh, you know, it's got some pretty deep themes to be honest. Uh, one of the most apparent ones and most obvious is you reap what you sow. So uh, there's always a reprisal. There's always a punishment for bad behavior and Pinocchio gets into a lot of trouble and he experiences basically a lot of punishment, a lot of reprisals. He doesn't really get away with anything ever. It's always a learning lesson for him and he needs to come repeatedly learn because he's a dumbass that no you can't you can't just do things you can't just treat your family members bad you can't just do what you want there are responsibilities in life and you need to do these things um, otherwise you are going to have bad experiences like your nose growing when you lie uh, like having your money stolen from you like turning into a donkey um, and you know your father getting taken away and mysteriously vanishing and things like that it's not enough to just be virtuous as well. In certain respects, you need a, in certain respects or areas, you need to have it basically across all. And you can see in the book that Pinocchio actually has quite a lot of redeeming qualities. He's pretty smart, he's pretty quick-witted, he's heroic, he is uh, brave, and he, he's, 
he sticks up for his friends when he is in places of of great need. And uh, there's one instance in particular where the I can't remember his name. Uh, one basically, this this puppet master wants to to eat him or use him as kindling to cook his dinner. Pinocchio manages to talk his way out of it. And so then he just picks on another random puppet and is like, I'm going to eat you, uh, not eat you, I'm going to use you for firewood. But no, Pinocchio stands up to him, stands up to the dude and is like, no, nah, mate, even though I don't know this other puppet, he's my best friend. He looked out for me for the you know last 10 minutes I've known him. Uh, so he actually has some real redeeming qualities, but, but... He's a, he's a bit of a dick as well. He's very selfish. He's greedy. He does what he wants. He's naughty uh, and he's lazy. So it's sort of interesting to note, I guess, that although you can have some great qualities and these will serve you well, if you're listening, if you're losing or missing a couple of key ones, you're really going to struggle through life. And that's what Pinocchio's life is. It's a continual struggle. There's no period where he's in a good place. There's no period where, uh, you know, thing he allows luck, for example, to, to work it in his favor. No, he's always doing stupid crap and, and getting in trouble for it. Uh, there is also a pain for those who trust in or try to help out Pinocchio as well. Uh, one of the very first instances uh, close to the start of the book was Pinocchio has some money. He comes across a fox and a cat, uh, who are a, a lame fox and a blind cat. And this dove lands on a tree beside him and is like, Pinocchio, just be careful. Like these people aren't great people. And then the cat immediately just eats him. Uh, and it's like, oh my God, this, this little poor little bird just tried to help out Pinocchio and he gets everything taken from him for that. Uh, and that and that happens to a lot of people in the book as well. His uh, Geppetto obviously endures many hardships. The uh, maiden with blue hair as well or i think she dies and then comes back to life or something like that but basically all the people who have a good willing and good-hearted and try to help pinocchio they have a lot of pain for their troubles and so it's i think that's sort of one of those like little meta uh, analyses or meta observations that uh you know just because you you have good intentions and try and help people if you're doing that to bad people you're you're choosing to associate with bad people now, in the end, it works out because Pinocchio becomes a good boy and, and has like a, you know, a nice ending. But you go through absolute, like almost 33 chapters of him being a shithead and and being mean to people and whatnot and causing trouble for the, him and all those around him until he gets his act together in like the last three chapters, rescues Geppetto and then works hard to to provide him with a good life and then the benefits and the fruits of that come from that. So yeah, don't chuck pearls before swine uh, because they will eat them and you will never see them again. Some observations from the book Pinocchio. Uh, there's much wisdom and there's a reason it has persisted throughout the years. It's because it's very well written. It touches, I guess, some of the, the key points. One of the reasons I actually read the book was on the recommendation of Jordan Peterson because he, he uses it as like one of those stories that has like the archetypal story, the, the meta narrative that really hits a lot of places and, and packs a lot of wisdom into a very tiny uh, amount of area. And uh, I, I could see that as well, just from the couple of observations I had, I could see why this book is very 
I suppose, useful for, for children, not only children, but adults as well. Because when you think about it, children's books, you don't just give them to children to read. It's No, it's more of a learning experience for both the adult and the child. So uh, even though you can say it's a children's book and just, you know, dismiss it because of that, that's not exactly true. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I found it uh, very well written and it captures the attention. Uh, it's a very short book, very easy to get through, but it, it's great as well. Uh, I actually found in Wikipedia that it has been translated into 300 different languages and in 2018 was actually the most translated book close to ever. Uh, apart from maybe the Bible or something. So it is uh, a very well-known book across multiple cultures and, and speaks, I guess, to the human condition in that it's able to transgress so many different boundaries and people want, there's a demand for it in so many different languages and areas of the world. Uh, my knowledge was severely lacking of, of the actual story. I thought I knew the story, you know, somewhat, but I probably had no idea of 90% of it. And it's one of those ones where I guess I think I'd heard of the book or knew of the book from the movie and not the actual book itself. So reading through this book in total, the, you know, close to the original version made me go, oh, okay, no, no, no. This is way, way different than, than what I thought it was. Uh, the accompanying drawings as well. So this book is... Uh, illustrated as well by Robert, Robert Ingpen, who I believe is an Australian illustrator. You And the drawings somewhat change your own mental perception of what's going on in the story and the, I guess, the scenery, how you feel about it. So this one, for example, uh, by Robert Ingpen, it's, it's sort of like little hazy characters. They're, they're not particularly... They've sort of got like a little... Um, shading in it that that makes it almost seem like it's a little bit blurred out like it's a little bit uh, fuzzy in, in a certain respect and I just found that interesting so it, it sort of seemed like a bit more patchwork a bit more lapsadaisical the story and then when I compared it to the original drawings which you can find online which are in black and white they're a lot more like somber the the character of Pinocchio it has that style of, of a very bare um, bare drawings in, in the sense that, you know, the main focus is on the character and like a little bit on the scenery and it, it gives it a lot more of a, a gloomy, uh, almost like dangerous sort of vibe when I compared it to what I was imagining via, via this, this book. And then, you know, if I was reading like a proper, proper children's book of Pinocchio, as in the sense that, you know, ones that that's meant for like five-year-olds, I imagine the experience of that would be very different as well. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was just an interesting little observation for me. So, a surprise for me in, in summary, uh, almost completely new and didn't want to analyze too much of the book. So, uh, I'm not going to be able to give it like a great, amazing review because I, I suppose in general, you know, it's, it's a book for children and while it has some interesting observations, interesting lessons from it. Uh, you know, those, those are things I sort of already knew in different aspects of my life. And it was, it was more just a little fun thing to read. So I'm giving it a five and a half out of 10, uh, just in the sense that it's obviously not a book meant for, you know, 28 year old men and is more meant for children and whatnot. But if I was reviewing it in the sense of 
would this be useful for a child? Yeah, it would, it would definitely have a, a different rating system and, and what I would think of it. So uh, that is my impression of the book Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi. Uh, what's something pragmatic I'm going to take away from this book? Uh, I never really realized the impact of drawings and illustrations and how much they had an effect of what I was reading and what I was imagining in my mind. So that's one thing I'm just going to pay a bit more attention to in the future if I'm ever reading books with illustrations or even anything with with words and text associated together. Maybe try and you know read the text without using that visual accompany, accompanying part of it. Uh, and then maybe just like look at the pictures and then, you know, base the text on it afterwards or something like that. I suppose just appreciate more of how text and illustrations are very different formats and different mediums and combining them together, you create a different effect of just one versus the other as well. So that was my impression of the book Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi. I hope you enjoyed and that's it for today. Karen out.